Well, hello and welcome to Thrive Thursday for Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Well, you've had a full week in February, uh, so I hope that uh, you've made good use of it uh, and uh, you're all your plans are going as a, you have them scheduled uh, and things are going well for you. So keep knocking out those key productive indicators and, uh, and key actions and uh, let's make this a good one. All right. Well, today, as always, we've got a nice Thrive Thursday for you. And I get these uh, uh, from uh, James Clear, uh, the author of Atomic Habits. And today we're going to be discussing the process of life, joys of walking, I'm going to put in there hiking as well. And best hour of your week. Uh, now here are three ideas, two quotes, and one question to consider this week. And one use of these that uh, I tell people a lot of times that I, I really uh, think would be good for you is uh, to use them as conversation starters uh, for some of your meetings um, or uh, networking events, those types of things. Just pick a topic or just pop it up on your phone and you'll always have something to talk about these things and um, you just might be the most interesting person in the room. So let's take advantage of these tools. All right, idea number one. The trick to viewing feedback as a gift is to be more worried about having blind spots than hearing about them. <laughs> now, a lot of you... Uh, you get upset when people try to give you a course correction uh, because you think, oh my God, critique is such a nasty, ugly word, but it really isn't. Critique has so much love in it because the person, well, sometimes there are people who just want to be nasty to you, but most, most times, folks, uh, critique is out of love. They want you to be better. In fact, if you weed it out, uh, uh, you know, the people around you, then you know uh, that you have good people that are around you that are going to give you positive feedback. And you always want to, uh, to look at it as a gift. I know if you've ever been, uh, or if you've been in one of the new cars lately with the, uh, the lane departure or the, the, the thing with another car is sensing and you got that, that incessant beep all the time. I used to go in and just turn that thing off because I just got tired of hearing that damn beep all the time. But I tell you what, when that beep uh, comes up uh, and uh, it all of a sudden there is a reason why that beep came up and you were about to uh, cause yourself or someone else some harm, uh, you really, really do appreciate that beep as a gift. So look at these um, feedbacks as gifts uh, when people are out there because they're taking the time and sometimes, uh, you know, uh, it takes more love to mention these things to you than just to, uh, eh, well, whatever, you know. So, uh, so really do uh, consider the feedback uh, that you get every day in a positive manner. All right, idea number two. The world seems to be accustomed to delaying gratification less and less, which means the rewards of delaying gratification grow more and more. Now, this is an interesting one for discussion because a lot of folks feel like uh, maybe we all are really into instant gratification. In a lot of ways, we are. Uh, when we go out there, we want to have our our coffee quick. We want everything to, to go into our our uh, our world as quickly as possible. We do the the drive through. We even have we even allow people to not check us out at check stands because and check ourselves out because we want to get out faster. <laughs> but 
uh, I, I'm guilty in this, this quote's context, I believe, in delaying ratification in that, uh, you know, every uh, four weeks, uh, I, you know, there should be some type of reward uh, for you for having achieved or attained the things that you were supposed to attain. If you got your percentage of key productive indicators up or key actions up, there should be some type of reward. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a big thing, a little thing, just a, some type of reward. And so but a lot of times we delay ourselves that gratification because we feel like, well, that's really not worthy uh, of anything at this point. And so then you're just hanging out there and hanging out there and hanging out there. And then you got these big, huge rewards, right? Like the Bentley or something. <laughs> and and uh, what happens is sometimes you never, never, may never get there. And so then, then your subconscious gets upset. So it's very, very important for you to for you to feed your subconscious mind uh, with positive energy, and that's through some gratification rewards. Uh, so get out there and be sure you plan these things, even if it's at dinner or just something uh, uh, that uh, that's small, so that your, your subconscious knows, hey, yeah, we're getting some benefit out of doing all this stuff. All right, idea number three. The more an idea is tied to your identity, the more you ignore evidence, it is false. To continue to grow and learn, you must be willing to update, expand, and edit your identity. Uh, and I had an interesting conversation just last night about this topic. Called, and really what this is, is referring to is, is, is what is known as confirmation bias. Uh, which is when you're you're so bought off on your belief system, uh, and you're so attached to it that you just can't see anything else. And uh, so something might be coming right square at you in your life, and you're just you're just totally ignoring it because you're believing or hoping um, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that, that that no, that just can't be right. And we see a lot of confirmation bias here uh, recently, uh, especially in the in the in the political scene. But we're not going to get into politics ever <laughs> on this podcast. But but confirmation bias is a big thing, and sometimes you need to get back and and really edit your identity and know what your core values are, and and really uh, be open enough to look at. At, at what is really happening and what could be happening, even though maybe you believe something uh, really to your core. Um, so be sure that um, uh, that when you're looking at things and people give you things like whether it's the, you know, your, the market around you, your, your business, that how things are going, your family, whatever it is, uh, just continue to grow and learn uh, and, and be willing to update and expand and edit your identity. And it's very, very important to at least do this on an annual basis because you want to, uh, life changes uh, and your goals and your passions and all these things change. So be sure that we update these things. All right, let's get on to our quotes for the week. The first one's from Ryder Jeanette uh, Winterston on the process of life. And this is from uh, Women at Work, Volume 2. And she says, we live in a society that peddles solutions. Whether it's solutions to those extra pounds you're carrying, or your thinning hair, or your loss of appetite, or loss of love. We are always looking for solutions. But actually, what we are engaged in is a process throughout life during which you never get it right. You have to keep being open. You have to keep 
moving forward. You have to keep finding out who you are and how you are changing, and only that makes life tolerable. So kind of put this in context with the last uh, um, last idea that we came up with, and you just really have to just put it in perspective uh, and, um, and get out there and just uh, take on life as it is. Uh, don't always look for solution to things. I know that uh, uh, when I was reading this, I said, hmm, extra pounds, uh, thinning hair. <laughs> Are you talking about me? Um, but these things, uh, you know, you just get out there and every some things you just accept. You know, a lot of guys when these days when they're, you have a lot, lot more people, a lot of guys with just shaved heads because uh, they don't want to. I'd be out there and say, well, yeah, I've got, got thinning hair. Uh, and I considered it, but my wife says, hell no, you're not going Bruce Willis on me. Uh, so I, I can't do that. But uh, And I might look pretty cool. Uh, but uh, it, it's one of those things where you just kind of accept life, get out there and move forward and keep finding out who you are and how you're changing and make life tolerable that way <laughs> okay i think we should make it more than tolerable so I, uh, that, that ended up kind of on a negative note all right quote number two from writer laura elkin on the joys of walking and laura is pretty interesting and and this uh, the love of walking a lot of you in the u.s we we don't do much walking obviously we we, we drive everywhere or uber or something but uh, she, she's from New York, uh, she's probably spent some time in London, but she, and she's living in Paris. So yeah, I mean, if I was in Paris, I'd probably do a little bit more walking than I do, uh, here in uh, Yorktown, Virginia. Uh, but the, one of the things that was interesting on her, uh, her CV I was reading and she still has on there that she was a entertainer, a birthday entertainer at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so I don't know how many of you would still have the fact that you were a birthday entertainer at Chuck E. Cheese on your CV, but that I thought that kind of uh, put a lot uh, for me into who she really is and really how serious uh, she takes some of the things that she does. But she says, and, I, and I, again, I put this in with hiking too, because I'm more of a hiker. I get out and do that instead of just the walking. But walking is mapping with your feet. It helps you piece a city together connecting up neighborhoods that might otherwise have remained discrete entities, different planets bound to each other, sustained yet remote. I like seeing how, in fact, they blend into one another. I like noticing the boundaries between them. Walking helps me feel at home. There's a small pleasure in seeing how well I've come to know the city through my wanderings on foot, crossing through different neighborhoods of the city, some I used to know quite well, others I may not have seen in a while, like getting reacquainted with someone I once met at a party. And of course, the source of this is why we walk. Uh, and, and this is true. I mean, you get out there and you, 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 you I mean, maybe just stroll uh, i mean sometimes you got to watch out for these neighborhoods these days obviously but i definitely uh in this uh i, I kind of liken this to travel because uh, a lot of times in travel uh we we get so busy we tie these schedules together so tight and we're just going here going here, and i'm guilty of that i, I schedule things to the 
<laughs> you know, to a half hour to do this here, 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 here. And and sometimes uh, I, I'm a real fan of Rick Steves. I don't know if you you've ever heard of Rick Steves, but he does a he's a great trade and traveling his entire life. And he's written so many books and done so many videos. But he talks all the time about just getting out and getting behind the scenes and getting away from the tourist traps and just walking the neighborhoods and really, really seeing the city and connecting with the people. Cause that's really what travel is, is, is all about. Yeah. It's about seeing some great sights and some beautiful things, but it's also about reconnecting, uh, connecting uh, with other cultures. Uh, and you're not going to be able to do that on a tour bus. Well, maybe you might be, cause there might be a bunch of other cultures on there with you, but uh, the culture that, you, that you're visiting, uh, get out there and just kind of, kind of meet them uh, and kind of breach that barrier. All right. Well, question of the week, and this is a really, really good one. What has been the best hour of my week? And how can I make it easier to have more hours like that? And this is really, really important, uh, not only daily, uh, but weekly when you do your reflect and your plan and your execute uh, session every Sunday or whenever you do it, uh, is get back and, and identify uh, when you're doing your, your KPIs or your key actions, what was the best hour uh, for the production? Uh, what was the best hour of productivity with your family? What was the best hour of productivity spiritually? Uh, what was the best hour mentally? What was the best hour socially? Uh, in all the different areas of your life. And of course, we've got to put work and career in there because we've got to make some money to, to, to support all this. But what has been the best hour of your week and how can you make it easier to make more hours like that? Uh, so just figure out a way put more of those in there what what compounded together to make that happen uh and then uh, man when you string to string together a bunch of those hours just think of the power uh, that you'll have uh, in your week well all right well for more on this reach out to me at a to b for me.com i'm always here for you and as always have an awesome week and keep moving in the direction of your dreams. Have a great one. Hey, it's Super Bowl weekend this weekend, so I hope your team wins. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye.